Hello, hello everyone. This is DJ and this is CG Talks, the podcast where CG guys talk about CG. For the uninitiated, of course, CG is computer graphics and all the things connected and loosely connected to the whole thing. And today I'm very excited to have a special guest, Mr. Fabio Palvelli, a famous, uh, famous, um, let's say, um, pizza, Nutella, and dogs lover, <laughs> 3D artist, entrepreneur, um, consultant, and many, many other things. And also, which is particularly important for this episode, um, NFT artist. So please welcome Fabio. I really, I really, DJ, thanks a lot for the invitation. I really don't do good with the word famous. When people <laughs> bring it up all the time, I'm always like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird thing to, 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 to have to deal with. I don't think I'm famous, maybe in the, in the field of CG. Yeah, I'm, Some I'm, I'm thinking that me. it's so, also relative, you know, because we, we're kind of in a small yeah, exactly, niche of people you know? interested in that, that even more niche, you know, part of, of, of the That's CGI what industry. I wanted to say. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I am famous to 50 people. <laughs> 50 yeah, people all, know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, you know, depends on the point anyway, of view. Anyway, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing fine. And uh, I wanted to do that episode also because I'm also like personally interested in the NFT topic. Because recently I've started kind of dabbling in, in that area a little bit. And I'm sure that our listeners are also curious. It it has been a hype for such a long time, so uh, I think you know we'll just we'll just dive into it, dive into it, and hopefully explain or at least sh- shed some light on this. All right. Uh, so, so so maybe let's start with a pun because I think the time is now to face this question. Uh, what the heck are NFTs uh, other than just ridiculously overpriced monkey heads, avatars? Uh, what the name stands for and the opportunities they offer? Can you tell us? But this is actually what it is. I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It is overpriced monkey features. Uh, no, I, I think that, you know, at this point, it should be clear for most people who are uh, orbiting in the space uh, around the sphere of design, what an NFT is. It's basically a technology that allows for the uh, validation of a contract over the blockchain. And so it's pretty much the same idea as the Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, that this is a digital currency. Uh, The only difference is that these are not fungible, meaning you cannot turn them into mushrooms. Uh, no, the word non-fungible means that you cannot swap them for uh, fiat currency, meaning, you know, Bitcoin has a uh, price that fluctuates, which, which can be converted to fiat currency. Uh, NFTs, you cannot do that. However, people do pay money to get NFTs. Now, um, this is basically at the essence what this is. If you look at the technology and if you look at the way we are evolving as a society, becoming more and more digitalized, the NFTs are basically the gateway to digital ownership within uh, Web3. And so 
Web3, it's this revolution that is currently happening, which is basically a, a, t- a period in time where certain things are shifting, uh, things related to the web. Um, and the NFTs are basically the tool that is being used to uh, allow this shift to happen, if you like. Uh, now, I do realize that for some people, this might not be explanatory enough, but that's basically everything that there is to it. You know, uh, I always recommend to people that are curious to find out about NFTs to buy the cheapest NFT that they can find just to get their toes dipped into the water and understand what it is. Because once you understand what it's like to own a wallet and what happens when you have a wallet and you start to interact with the um, applications that require for you to have a wallet, you see how the change is happening, right? We were talking about it. uh, Currently, I'm working on the development of a metaverse. Uh, This is a small parenthesis. and we had to explain to the developer the, the fact that we are not interested in collecting data because by having a wallet, you don't need to do that anymore. And he was like, okay, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the beauty of it, right? You now have the opportunity of owning everything on the blockchain and you do not have to share your data with anybody. Yeah, so kind of like a little bit more privacy, so to speak, in the whole... In theory. Uh, in until theory, governments yeah, will say, okay. Yeah, so that's probably the the whole uh, the whole thing that's... Uh, that theory and practice thing is probably uh, something that we are going to talk about because there, um, there has been like a, a lot of pros and cons, like flameworks <coughs> around the web uh, about NFTs, like... This uh, this topic is like super super device divisive. Like you're either you know pro or or against. Like there are a lot of people that have not yet made an opinion on that probably or just like not interested. But if you're kind of like digging into the topic, you'll probably be will be on either side, like pro or or anti. Like uh, so, I would like you to to maybe share your opinion about this uh, this accusation that it's. Um, that it's mostly, you know, a wild west of scam and uh, like Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. Like I've heard, for example, uh, an, uh, an argument by people that, you know, NFTs are so con- connected to cryptocurrencies and crypt- cryptocurrencies are like mostly used for criminal activity. Uh, that's the, that was the, the man, man's opinion. And, um, and I've thought about that. Well, if you... If you make this kind of a judgment, like this could be also applied to like fiat money, right? <laughs> like money, money Man, has always been used DJ, for criminal activities. We could have a conversation about this stuff for hours, you know, like, uh, so, okay, let me give you a little bit of my background uh, so that you understand a little bit where I'm coming from, okay? I've been teaching uh, social media and communication for many years at university level. Uh, myself, I'm an architect, but as you know, I developed the D2 conference. And so uh, my career has basically been based on social media activities. So I do understand quite a bit. And I've also studied the topic. I went to classes. I took uh, seminars. So, you know, like I'm prepared on the topic. Now, you have to understand that every time that there is something in our society that is happening, 
this is a chance for media companies to build on a narrative that might benefit or go against one of the topics. And in our modern society, because we're so busy, because things work so fast and move so fast, we have sort of like developed an optimized way to deal with information. We do this by subscribing to ideas and not by thinking necessarily all the time with our own brain. Now, this is not a criticism. I do it myself as well. It's easier to subscribe to an idea because it makes sense and you don't have to uh, burn fuel, try to figure out whether or not this is the right thing or not. And so right now we are in a place in our society where anytime that something happens, you're either against or pro. There is no great zone anymore for the majority of people. You're either against or pro. That's the end of it. And so... Some people have decided to be against NFTs. Myself, when it came out, I was very conflicted for a very long time. Uh, I started to dig into it. For a period, I stopped selling NFTs because I was one of the lucky ones. I got in early, and so you know I was able to sell quite a bit in the very beginning. But then I made a shift because I realized that it is true. A lot of the NFT things that are happening right now are Ponzi schemes. A lot of those are just people trying to sell and make money. Uh, there isn't anything really wrong with that because if it wasn't NFTs, it will be people trying to sell you a course on how to uh, make 10,000 followers on Instagram, or it will be somebody selling you the miracle uh, diet. This kind of stuff, it's called the open market. If there is something that people can buy and people will buy into it, it is what it is. Now, Web3, it is full of scams because it's like when the internet first came out. People were like, oh my God, this thing, it's great. Um, You know, a lot is not regulated. Uh, A lot of new things, we don't know how they work. Uh, For instance, one of the things that I always say to people is, you're going to open a MetaMask wallet, never give you away your password or, you know, the, the phrase, the magic phrase. And so two or three days later, people will come to me and say, Fabio, you know, I was looking for support into the Discord channel of this guy. And they asked me to give them the, the secret password to reset my MetaMask. And I was like, of course. And it's like people fall for this kind of stuff because they don't know. But two or three years down the line, hopefully we're going to get better at this and the scams will get lower and lower. But believe it or not, this hasn't really anything to do with Web3. It has to do with the the, the shift in our society, cultural shift in our society. Uh, Dude, there are still people that I know that fall for the Nigerian prince. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's uh, sometimes they catch you you know you might be in a desperate place in your life you see the the nigerian prince offering you 10 billion euros for in exchange for a 200 dollars transfer you'll take a shot you know what i mean why not always worth trying or maybe not sometimes sometimes it's worth to be skeptical so i guess uh I can relate to that, you know, that being conflicted a little bit because I, I was trying to figure it out for for quite a long time myself be, before I 
I even started. And I was thinking like, there's, there's often, you know, uh, this kind of wild west happening when, when something new and hyped is, is done. Right. I've talked about crypto art on the podcast, even with a, with a young and upcoming artist from India. And it was not, it was like just before the Beeple case. And, you know, this was like just an interesting idea for, for you know, artists, uh, artists online, like trying to sell their digital art and something like, I guess, for super geekish people who, who are into that stuff, <laughs> right? And then the people <clears throat> case kind of happened and it, and it exploded. Like everyone was trying to become the next people or stuff like that. Uh, and I guess this, this kind of spurred the whole, the whole, um, yeah, the whole wave of, of people just trying to make a, a quick buck out of this whole thing. And I was like thinking, of course, like, I, I and you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I was one of them. Because, you know, like, it would be a lie to say, no, I was doing it for the, for the greater purpose of the arts. Fuck no. It, people were throwing money at us, okay? We did it. Uh, in the very beginning, I was able to do 20,000 euros in a week of selling uh, NFTs. Who would have said no to that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially for just selling your art, who you which you might have thought you know this is this is just something i do for myself for experimentation and you know like as a side side thing to my regular job right or and i guess that that's like the that, that's like the tempting thing for an artist right to to just to be able to pursue your interest like sometimes you have to compromise exactly. this when when doing like commercial work and you want to like pursue something that that's just your thing and if people are are yeah are going to pay for it even better, right? But there, there's always like this competition thing. Uh, like not everyone can be the next people or even you know someone less less popular, but just making money out of this. Or, or but but then again, it's uh, I think it's a nice way of you know of artists being able to being able to do like do develop their art and and just sustain their uh, yeah their creation. It's like I think it's like. Uh, another like version of this thing uh, with cr uh, crowdfunding right or patreons and mm -hmm. stuff like that that emerged in the last years and it was like a really nice way of people like independent people who are able to support their their stuff like outside the regular you know maybe sometimes kind of concrete career paths or things that were obvious course, to the, to the previous generations all right, so I wanted to ask you if you have some maybe experiences of yours or tips uh, on how to you know be careful in that space because if you, for example, if you use Twitter uh, and you kind of d dig into the NFT space, you're constantly you know bombarded by a lot of you know super active people who are who are so eager. Like there's a lot of you know scamming <coughs> shield trends, like people throwing their art uh, all around, like everyone trying to just yeah build their reach as much as possible and it's kind of easy to get lost in that like and how to how to weed out you know the uh the valuable Look, to be honest you know, artist projects and to, to be honest with you um myself i've come to the conclusion that the the best strategy to make it as an artist no matter if it's nft if it's 
prints, if it's, uh, you just have to do the work and that's it. Like put yourself out there because social media is where the eyes are. Uh, this is something that, you know, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have not say to you, you know, customers are not on social media, but now customers are on social media. You know, the uh, project manager nowadays was five years ago, six years ago on Instagram. He was not in charge of decisions. Now they are. And so do the work, put yourself out there and do not let sales in general, if it's uh, of your prints, if it's of your NFTs, do not let that be your KPI. Because if you are a designer, there is a very big chance that you're a terrible marketer. And I put myself into that category as well. You know, like I'm good at marketing for the activities that are related to the business, but that doesn't mean that I'm good at marketing uh, for my own art. You know what I mean? And so, uh, for instance, what I've done a couple of months ago, six, seven months ago, I started to look at it in the same way as I look at projects when my consulting clients come in. And I started to ask myself questions. I said, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Why did sales stop? And I've come to the conclusion that basically what was happening was the same thing that was happening in the field of archivists. Everybody was going for the same clients. Everybody was trying to go for the same clients using the same images. Everybody was trying to do the same thing. And so when you do that, it's like you're polluting a sea of opportunities that sooner or later, it's going to stop having opportunities. And so I said to myself, what if I started to target the, uh, those who create the NFT projects? Because, you know, there are many companies that now are moving into the NFT space and they want to have a presence into the metaverse. And so that's what I did. I started to go to uh, people that wanted to build their own NFT project. Now, NFT, it's not necessarily only about art. NFT is really like a way to outsource the creation of a project to a crowd of independent investors. And so, you know, um, say that you have Nike and Nike, they want to create a metaverse. Nike will create 10,000 tokens that you can buy. And if that project is successful, then you're the shareholder of a token that can raise in value over time. A little bit like um, the um, um, shares of a company that goes um, public, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's what I started to do. I started to provide my services to people that work in the uh, in the in the metaverse and that are trying to create metaverse projects. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Like I've uh, I've heard from uh, our previous guest uh, uh, who is working right now for a game development company uh, somewhere in California that they they are doing like a whole like IP or like a game trading card game based on an IP that they create. Uh, it's called uh, the Chronicles of Dr. Zamzi. And they, this is like a okay. uh, kind of like Magic the Gathering, like card collectible game, I think. And But these cards are digital, so you kind of buy them with NFTs, you know. Uh, and it's like, yeah, the NFT is like a technology that's backing up the, the whole collector 
thing in that game. So I guess it's uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of like the next the next thing after I guess after social media that were the revolution of of our generation, I think, and something new is Many coming. Many people already take that. That's basically what it is. I don't know the you know to me the exciting part is that those who manage these projects they're often like millionaires that work out of their mother's basements and it's a whole new crowd of visionary people that you know the the reason why they made it it's because their vision was correct in the first place and so I'm getting to work with a lot of visionaries you know uh it's an exciting time to be alive. I can tell you, like, I've never had so much fun working in 3D whilst, you know, I was doing Archivis. I'm, this is, you cannot compare it. The projects and the, 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 uh, the goals that we're trying to achieve, so much better. So, so much more fun. Mm -hmm. So, and let's maybe talk also a little bit about another thing, like the... Like I've already scratched the, the problem of Twitter and it's being littered maybe or full of this topic. So some people I've seen like deliberately blocking the, uh, the, the topic <laughs> NFTs, right? Just to be, yeah, just to be free, uh, free of this, uh, this whole gold rush. But there are also specific, like there's also a, like a specific subculture uh, language that is emerging in that space with some words and shortcuts <laughs> that might seem cool to some and so, to some they're like I'm not an expert but okay <laughs> like like you know friends gm and gn fam uh, not to mention the famous wag me, wag me right <laughs> so so can you share your view on that language like what was your perception of that or maybe you can explain or decipher some of these to our now, dude, you know the reality is that I, as I was telling you before we started to to record, I think I'm slowly becoming a boomer. Okay, uh, and I, I I can feel it on my skin because cert certain things just don't make sense to me anymore. But that's okay, you know. Like uh, I, I focus on the experience and the value that I can bring to the project. Um, now, if if I want to maybe give a suggestion to people is be open-minded, don't be too judgmental. Because looking back at my pre-Web3 career, so to say, I do think that a lot of people, at least you know the ones that I was closely connected to, uh, they were and still are a little bit too conservative about um, everything that is happening. Um, and that's the reason why they haven't embraced, you know, the NFT movement. They have not, uh, they're still not interested, even though even in the field of archivists now, there are <clears throat> uh, metaverses that have been built where you're going to be able to uh, sell apartments through the, uh, the Web3. Uh, and the transactions will be NFT transactions, meaning if you're buying a house, you'll be able to buy it directly with Ethereum without having to go to a uh, notary to make all the you know, documents. It'll just be a transaction, an NFT transaction. And that house is going to have an NFT contract attached to it. 
And so, you know, uh, there are incredible earning opportunities for real estate agents. You know, people are always going to get a little percentage of the money that they're going to make by reselling things. Um, and for architects and archivists and 3D designers, there are worlds that need to be built. And this is actually what is happening right now. And the, the, the work opportunities are endless. They're endless. You know, there is so much that needs to be done. I think this is a, a golden time uh, for, for artists, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned like the the, um, the real estate uh, and architecture in particular. It has been interested in you know the green technologies and being environmentally aware and yeah as much uh, as much uh, climate climate friendly as possible. And there was like a high level of controversy in, on NFTs uh, because of the uh, yeah the environmental impact that it has. Due to mining and uh, you know all the cryptocurrency blockchain thing, that is being really, uh, yeah, really high on energy consumption. Uh, what is your view on that issue? Again, like uh, what I shared to you with you before, you know, telling you about people subscribing to an idea. Um, the, does the blockchain consume energy? Absolutely. It's, it's uh, energy hungry and it needs to do that. Uh, do we consume energy despite the fact that NFTs exist? Yes, absolutely. Every time that you place an Amazon order, Amazon uses the, block, uh, the blockchain technology just as much as NFTs do. And arguably, the amount of orders that are placed on Amazon are way more than uh, what is happening on the NFT uh, world. I can give you another example. Uh, a few months ago, I had to go to Vienna, and I actually have to go back to Vienna to do this, to place a signature under a document. Now, the reason why I bring this up, it's because in the field of uh, law, and uh, um, there is a word for it, management of like documents and all that uh, one of the fields where nfts is going to be used is authentication it adds a layer to anything that could be like a, a, a signature a digital signature and so now i have to fly to vienna take a flight for an hour and a half i will have to stay in a hotel i would have to eat food outside which will require packaging, which will, you know, like I can add all these things up when actually I could sign a document on the Tezo chain for two cents. Still, we look at NFTs as the bad guys simply because, and, you know, I can demonstrate this to you, um, since, simply because this is a, an argument that some people have subscribed to. And the reason why I'm telling you that I can prove it to you is that right now you do not hear anything anymore about the environmental impact of NFTs because the argument did not stick. It's exactly the same thing as that happened when uh, the electric car came out. People were like, yeah, but it uses the same exact energy of a normal car. Yeah, no shit. But if you put it down on paper and you see the trail that, you know, uh, gas has to do every time that a car needs to be fueled, 
you're going to start finding out that every uh, fuel car uses around uh, 150 kilometers a year just to go and get refueled. This is energy that you just throw away. When we ship uh, oil with boats and you get environmental disasters, this is something that electricity doesn't do. The pollution of burning energy into a power plant is better because it can be collected and it can be recycled. The, the topic is so big, but yet when the electric car came out, people were like, oh, it uses the same amount of fuel. Bad. It's stupid. It's stupid. Now nobody talks about it anymore. And we have no doubts that in the future, the electric car will be the solution to major pollution issues. NFTs right now are the solution to a lot of things, to a lot of issues that are linked to the way we live our lives as modern human beings. You do not want to subscribe to that idea. Free, feel free to do whatever you want. But we're moving forward. That, you know, the future is already there. I get to work with it every single day. I don't think that we're making that terrible impact towards the, uh, the, the, the environment. As far as I'm concerned, the, you know, I've had some uh, arguments with like, people that produce high-end images for um, the most expensive real estates in New York, this is actually the most pollution. You're building buildings that are going to be empty and that are going to be used just by a very small fraction of uh, human population. Uh, and still, NFT is actually the issue with the environment. Ah, that's, that's BS. Yeah, and talking about cars, it kind of always, always reminds me this example that people gave about environmental issues, like at the beginning of 19, uh, 20th century, like the, the change of centuries, there was like high, a high, highly um, impactful problem in the cities that was like, that, that was horse horse shit right it was like all over cities and it was like there were like doom predictions that it would you know cause major you know health issues problems and stuff like that and then there was an invention of the car that kind of solved solved the problem of horses in cities exactly uh, of course it brought its new problems like when when cars became super popular and right now we're kind of dealing with the next level of, of problem but probably you know there's a solution coming up ahead already like we, we don't know yet about or at, at least in terms of ethereum we already know it because people doing ethereum are already working on the ethereum 2.0 right yeah but you know dj let me tell you like i really want people to understand you know like uh, seriously you can think whatever you want but do not think that the problem exists now i mean Visa also uh, uses blockchain technology. A lot of things that we are already doing use this kind of technology. Uh, don't subscribe so easily to any random idea. You know, like if you do not try it with your own hands and you don't see what is happening with your own eyes, then probably it's just a buzz to drive attention towards certain uh, media outlets, really. Anyway, I invite anybody to Google the ecological impact of NFTs on the internet. You will not see any article written after April or May 2021. 
So, because there is nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> I get so yeah. frustrated, you know, because it's like, yeah, I had a guy commenting on uh, the impact of um, of NFTs on his freaking Facebook page. He photographed himself with his freaking Audi Q5. It's like. You're making a dent into environmental impact, yes, with a 5,000 five-liter car <laughs> that does like uh, six kilometers with a liter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we don't know all, you know, all, all the connections and ends. Right. The, the the final question for this block maybe would be like trying to play a little bit of future for forecast. Like the whole NFT is super young yet; it's full of hype uh and it's uh, like especially with the people case it already ha uh, kind of hit like the whole new art nft market hit the traditional art market as well like people uh, being you know invited by traditional art selling houses right and many other artists are also digging into this space like and there there are already like the open markets and the more curated markets in the nft space and uh, also celebrities right now joining joining that hype uh, super widely like recently I, i've seen snoop dogg right <laughs> or or he's the king <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i remember I, I remember he's being him being the snoop lion some time ago i don't know what what has changed um but uh, there are you know numerous celebrities and uh, I wonder what's your opinion on how it will evolve in the next few years after the first, you know, dust settles. Uh, will it be more curated, rather like run by big, big companies, uh, or or maybe fully de decentralized <coughs> and open to anyone with like small niches, small communities, or maybe both? So let me let me, so let me tell you. So I um. There is a shift that has been happening in our society for a few years now already. Like, if I was to ask you 20 years ago, would you pay a fee to subscribe to Netflix? You would have probably said, no, it's stupid because there is the TV. And if I want to have a cassette of a movie that I want to watch, I'll go to Blockbuster and rent it once, right? Now, we, every time that we do not pay for something, we have to compensate whatever it is that we don't pay for in advertisement. And so if we are not uh, paying for something, we are getting sold something else. This is what is happening with Facebook, with Instagram. We use them, but we don't really know that we are basically the product. Some people do know, but most people say, yeah, it's a free platform. Now, with Patreon, we have already started to make that adjustment in the trajectory of how our society is working, right? We recognize that there is talent out there, people that are exceeding or excelling in doing things, and we are willing to reward them with a fee, right? Um, NFTs are going to more and more highlight this kind of uh, uh, way we behave as a society. And so this is going to make it extremely simple for people to subscribe to um, services and uh, entertainment provided by creators that we like. 
This is going to come also to Google. Uh, for instance, let me give you an example. We should probably expand a little bit, but uh, one of the issues that we have nowadays is copyright, because copyright in the, in the field of the internet, the laws that dictate the way we interact with copyright are too obsolete for the way we behave nowadays. If you ask a singer, a rapper, look, you're not, people are not going to be able to share your song because there is a copyright law that uh, uh, doesn't allow you to do that. The, the, the guy will say, okay, then I'd rather give my music away for free than to have any uh, IP attached to it because people want to have their information uh, going around. And so sooner or later, we're going to see even Google adopting uh, NFTs to sell you images. And so now, right now, you can go to Google and you can look up any image and you can download it. And when you download it, uh, the image might say, this image might contain copyright notes. One solution to the issue of knowing whether or not you can use a picture is to make all pictures on the internet available for sale. And every time that you download a picture, you'll pay a very small fee, one cent, two cents. In that way, you will know that the image that you've downloaded, in case you had to pay, that fee goes to the author who made it. And so you'll be able to use it uh, for free. And so, you know, we don't know exactly how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. Maybe to use Google, you'll have a designer uh, subscription, 10 bucks a month, that will allow you to uh, download unlimited images. And then every time that you download an image, a little bit of money will go to the author who made it. Um, this is already happening in the field of 3D, if you think about it. Um, Blender isn't really a 3D software uh, that people use mainly for modeling. There are a lot of people that just use it as an exchange platform. And what they do is that they buy a lot of uh, 3D models, Blender Market, Blender Kit, all that kind of stuff. Um, I won't be surprised if Cinema 4D, 3DS Max, one day they'll say, you know what, our software suit is free. Now you pay as you go, whatever it is that you it download. Kind of, it kind of already happened with the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, Unreal Engine that, in general, that's right? another the, example. The <clears throat> that's another example that I wanted to bring. Um, and so, you know, like, uh, this is, this is an exciting thing for any creator, because at that point <clears throat> you can really say, look, I have no money. I have to model everything from scratch and I have to do it myself. Great. You'll do the work. Um, if you do have a little bit of money, you can download models, you can work faster. So, you know, like it can really empower people to say, look, you know, as soon as I have a little bit more money, I'll invest it for my work and I'll get better, I'll get faster. You know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I do think that it's an exciting time in front of us. Dude, it could be that in 20 years we'll be hit by an asteroid and <laughs> this recording will just be vibrations in the, in the universe, you know, like electric vibrations. Uh, yeah. But I do think that it's an exciting time for any creator out there, really. Yeah, so let's maybe end that with this optimistic, you know, optimistic vibe. Be excited, be excited. Yeah.
<coughs> that's, so that's that's what NFT stand for. Be excited.